Okay, hey DL, um, this is Ghost Storyteller, a.k.a. Aditya Bafna, and welcome to the show. I'm doing this for the first time, talking to somebody um, on the mic and uh, directly, and this is the first podcast where we'd be doing something like a conversation and we'd be discussing things. So um, why don't you just introduce about yourself to the listeners and myself? Uh, hey, Bafna, and hello, listeners. Uh I am a poet. I go by the name Dark Lord, but people like affectionately call me DL. And yes, uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you for uh, calling me upon for being the first guest for on your podcast. Uh, I'm really grateful for that. I'm looking forward for the podcast tonight. Let's let's see where uh, the words take us to. And talking about yes. myself, uh, I'm a college student who graduated on a random Monday forenoon. I mean, not technically yet, but yeah. Uh, I've, okay. I've been Congratulations writing. on the scene. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I've been writing since a while now. Uh, I started off in sixth, during my sixth, sixth, seventh grade. And then it originally it was nothing but just random uses I had. I wrote them down. I scribbled them down. But okay. with passing time, it yeah, it improvised itself. Right. So, DL, tell me about something, how you began writing and what was your first poetry, your first poem and your first experience with the art itself like? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, let's, let's start. Uh, I, I don't exactly remember when I wrote my first poem. I normally say that when I was in seventh grade, because that is the last memory I have. Like, I mean, the first memory I have of a poem that I wrote by myself. Uh, It's, it is titled, yeah, it is titled To Love From Love. And it was a poem in the form of a letter, a love letter, perhaps. Uh, It was not for anyone. I just felt like writing it and I wrote it. But still, being a person in 6th or 7th grade and writing about love, that must be something very um, different for that age. And writing about that topic in that kind of age, what did your peers or your friends or whoever read the poem, you know, react to it? Uh, Fun fact is that I don't think so. Anyone has uh, read that poem except me. Okay, Uh, so that has been your secret poem. Uh, yeah. up to now or maybe just your closest friends must have read it no it it has always been so originally uh, for the first three to four years when i started writing no one knew that okay. i wrote it okay. was like just up to me it, it was like a hobby a serious hobby i had something that gave me joy that still gives me joy it's still a hobby but it's a hobby come profession at this point for me I see. Yeah. And also one more question, um, which I want to ask is, could you maybe just share a couple of lines, the first two lines, because I am very intrigued about the whole um, poem, which you uh, wrote and the title itself is so intriguing and being a 12 year old or 11 year old, writing a poem of that kind and giving a title of that kind, because personally, when I write, I find titles to be very special as well mm-hmm. because the title is the first thing which the readers will ever read. If at all, you put a title to the poem and when you do that, you know, I either always want the readers to get hooked to the poem right after they, you know, read the title and they just, you know, keep anticipating of what it would be about. And otherwise I just give it a vague idea in the title. So Maybe if you could reveal the first two lines for the first ever time after, I don't know, 10 years or something yeah, I, on this I podcast, I would be I, lucky enough. Yeah, I, I think I'll have to let you down and the, let the listeners down too, because uh, my poems from the first five, six years, uh, I have no records of them. I, I just have like vague memories of uh, a few poems that I wrote here and there. Uh, okay, so I you must have used... journaled it down somewhere and... The notebook got lost somewhere or yeah, like, just went uh, somewhere. I I wrote in multiple notebooks, multiple diaries, and each uh, saw a different fate. Uh, few got lost, 
few got uh, sold out with my like rough notebooks and stuff my mom like sold it with the old newspapers and stuff so she, she did not know that uh, there was something i wrote in there okay so that what's uh, that is i think the most standard thing which happens in every indian household even mm-hmm. a lot of books of mine went away uh, with uh, you know what we call as raddi or you know yeah. just as uh, you know people sell it off to the paper vendors and all of that but yeah. i think um, i've i've also you know experienced that so um it's pretty saddening that you know dl's uh, first record and you know the first 5 6 years of poems got lost but i think everything has a purpose i i think everything that happens has a purpose and talking about purpose i also want to know you know when you write poetry what what kind of mindset do you write from or you know what kind of thinking you sit with or is it just like you know a daily habit where you know you you are like you sit down and you're like okay so i'm going to make this a habit and i'm going to write every day be it whatever i'm going to find time and i'm going to write two pages every day be it a poem or a story or just a novella so what kind of a mindset you write from and what is writing to you mm-hmm. in a whole sense that's that's a pretty uh, good question and uh, i'll take some time to answer it i'll take my own sweet time so okay. let's let me just talk a little bit about what writing is for me uh, as i said it, i originally started off as a hobby and later writing has become something as a spec of introspection for me what i write it's neither fiction nor is it reality it it tre- treads on a s- slim line between both it's it's weird is how i term it sir neither fiction nor reality i have parts that i took from reality and there are parts okay. which i add from myself and right. it's basically uh, an introspection into myself a uh, few of my poems and few of the poems are the introspection into society people nature so right. i am someone who is in classical english termed as a romantic poet and romantic poet is not ne- does not necessarily mean someone who writes about romance and or love romantic poet is someone who writes about nature and that's how i started off uh, writing okay uh, but so nature time, was your yeah. first sorry sorry to interrupt but nature was your first uh, you know that uh, that drive or that feeling or just that thing which you know drove you to write something and uh, made you write yeah you could say that it was not completely but uh, a part of the driving was done by nature i'd i'd okay. say that okay go on and then uh, it slowly developed as every everything changes with time even okay. my reason for writing changed uh, mm-hmm. but more or less you could say the essence of writing has been uh, somewhere to like put myself leave my legacy as people might call it but i still haven't found a phrase for it but yeah if i have ever to use a phrase that already exists to leave my legacy behind is what i'd okay, say i'd like to interrupt here and um, since you told that you don't have words to express what it is about i think that is where our work and you know poetry or any kind of art form um, acts or speak for us you know sometimes things are just well when unsaid you know things are just you know best when they are not explained so it's for example take any piece of art and everybody can you know perceive or their understanding of the same artwork could be different i could see it as a romantic thing somebody can see it like an horror um, just take uh, the painting called the screen so yes. when i look at it i i see it in a in a very you know uh, in a in a very vague sense where you know a person is caged somewhere and is trying to you know seek attention you might see it differently you know people can you know see it differently and that is what is beautiful about art where you know everybody can see feel and think about the art form be it whatever you know their own in their very own way and they can relate to it as ever they want to do it so that is where you know i think that we as artists or you as an artist 
you know feel that sense of relief that you know whatever you write even if two people are reading it and two people are happy you kind of sleep in a very um, you know feeling of relief that you know at least two people you know related to it or you know they found some solace in whatever you wrote so i think that was a very um, good idea of yourself of telling it that you don't have you know proper words to express about it so even i you know can't explain a lot of things about why i write but the whole idea of writing gives me happiness and i i'm i continue to do that whenever i feel like i want to yes go on yes, uh, i i completely agree with you and talking about the painting scream uh, I, i'll just put out my words the first time i saw scream uh, i felt as if it was the pers- the person in in the front he was mocking two people in the back uh, if you see most of the scream paintings be from the original one which started it has two or more people in the background each wearing coats yeah. suits and doing different kind of stuff and what i see is the person in front they okay. they are mocking the people who follow the regular suit and instead of doing what they actually want so that's that's something i that's how i see the painting scream you might see that way and i might see a different way and let's say somebody sees it in a way like you know it is kind of a society they they have uh, shown it as a society that the person is struggling and the people in the back are like you know uh, society and the society is mocking the person to be different or you know just you know artists in such a way that you can perceive it as many ways as possible and it has no limits at all Yes, I see that exactly. That's that's what art is. Art is highly subjective. What is art itself? The question itself is highly subjective. You can never give a solid answer for it because uh, it's something that changes not only with time but also from person to person and their perspectives on the same thing. Like I said, uh, things. you can uh, think of it as two sides of the same coin the coin be the art and two people looking at the same piece of art from different perspectives it will give out different values it will give out different emotions it will give out different feelings so yeah that is something there and i find it pretty amusing that uh, being a writer i am mm-hmm. not able to put into words the exact feeling and this is something not only me but a lot of fellow writers go through too they might have a no, way think... around with words but they never yes. have a way around with feelings yes that is that is i think that that question mark is what i think drives writers or artists to find the answer to that question mark and that is what keeps them you know keeps them writing you know makes them writing or making art or whatever that question mark in themselves makes them write or paint or whatever it is and i think we try to find answers to the question marks we have and in that journey of finding the answers we sometimes you know end up writing or creating some masterpieces and which are you know which when you look back to you you may think that you know okay i did write that and that came out of me and that is something which you know i feel very um, good about it and also talking about uh, subjective things and um, writing and making art and everything i want to know what is your routine when you write or you know how often do you write or what do you do or what do you keep in hand while you write or is it just the phone where you write it or do you maintain a journal or whatever okay uh, so i am a pretty old fashioned person uh, i like my old uh, pencil and paper pen and paper uh, most of my works i won't say most i'd say all of my works that i've ever written they've always been first on uh, pen and paper and later they transferred mm-hmm. to uh, like the digital form yeah digital form because i've realized uh, after my uh, books were burnt books were sold books were lost i realized i need to keep a backup of things and now okay. it's because like uh, after losing about 6 years worth of 
five to six years worth of writing, five to six years worth of poems, you do realize that uh, you're losing a part of yourself. Exactly. You, you try to focus it back. So yeah. Exactly. While I do and also not... that brings me to yeah. another uh, thing that you know, um, talking about writing on paper or whatever. I did start with you know writing on uh, paper, maintaining a journal and everything. And after I lost a couple of them, and in those couple of them, I didn't I did not write a lot of it. And I have a kind of a similar story to you, but I did start later from you. Like you started when you were eleven or twelve, you know, in that kind of an age. And I started in tenth standard. And um, the way I started writing is is a really funny thing. So basically, in tenth standard, so basically I'm from Tamil Nadu. So we had this exercise in tenth standard, which usually every school omitted because obviously tenth standard here and you know board exams and everything. So they make us focus on exams, exams, and exams. But my English teacher, there was some exercise where you know. there is uh, there was some exercise about a rhyme scheme and everything and she gave us an exercise to take home and construct a different poem from what they have given us an example to make our own rhyme scheme and uh, not just to write whatever we feel so basically i came home and i the first thing which i it which struck me was my mom and my dad and i started writing about my dad and i kept uh, the rhyme scheme in mind and i started writing and i finished writing and i was pretty satisfied with whatever i wrote and i went back to school to yeah, uh, after the uh, after that day and uh, the teacher asked everybody and 60% of the class did not do the exercise as you know they told like no i couldn't just make a poem or anything and uh, roll number wise everybody was asked and being aditya a so i was among the first five people in the roll call so when i you know recited the poem um you know there was this loud cheer in the class everybody just clapped in the class and i couldn't realize you know in that very moment i was just aloof i was very you know i was walking in pride that you know everybody liked the poem and everything and the next day my english teacher made me recite the poem in every other class where she you know uh, she was teaching and everybody started calling me you know a poet dekhna a poet dekhna ye to poem likhta hai ye to poem likhta hai and that you know gave me a little bit of uh, it is childish in saying this but at that point of time i felt a little bit superior from others you know i felt like i was special that i had that you know thing in me where i could write poems just in a jiffy because the first poem i wrote i uh, it was about 10 to 15 minutes i took 10 to 15 minutes and i finished the poem and uh, I, I was thinking that मैं दस मिनट में अगर इतना लिख सकता हूँ तो what would happen if I you know give it proper time and you know give it time and make it a habit to write and that started you know that started as a habit for me I used to write in the notebook you know a journal which I bought and that is how star- writing started for me and uh, so yes that's been my uh, starting journey with the art form it was poetry where I started from. and then later i later on i forayed into you know stories and novellas and a little different kind of things that, so yes that so, is something i'd say is a pretty sweet beginning honestly a sweet beginning we can yeah. say that yes okay and um, talking about poetry and everything let's just talk about who your you know favorite writers or where do you draw the inspiration from what made you you know get into writing and those so, you know everybody has some writers or some poems as you know something very special in them you know they keep going back to that poem whenever they are you know feeling very low and they they read it to just get back on track so who might your favorite writers or poets be okay uh, i'd say that i knew two people whose works i really loved with and i resonated a lot uh, i i'll name them later but I, a short story before that uh, the things that they wrote they spoke to me like no one else ever did and that was the reason i got attracted to their works in the beginning and later mm-hmm. i realized that it is it is not something too unique but just human so i thought 
if i am a human then why not try writing that is where i first started off uh, i'd say that i got little push from my teachers who said that i wrote well i don't know if they were like just saying so that i would continue getting marks or something like that but honestly yes there was a slight tinge of push there and i got into writing but i'd say the biggest part was played by robert frost he is a pretty famous poet pretty famous american poet and he oh, stands yes. he's one of the person behind who i am today so you might have heard uh, his like pretty famous po- poem the road not taken the road's not taken yes yeah and yep. that, the story behind that that is pretty funny and it's the poem itself is not actually as deep as one might think it's okay. about uh, his friend uh, when frost actually went to the united kingdom to meet one of his friend they would like go on walks every in- evening uh, in the nearby forest nearby jungle and there there be paths all- always and there would every path would diverge into two and every time his friend had to make a choice to go in one or the other path and they t- take it and whatever they'd see they'd enjoy made the whole difference it was actually a poem mocking his friend but people saw it in a different way again throwing back uh, to the time when we talked about how art can be perceived in two different ways actually not exactly. in multiple different ways so exactly yeah. uh, frost wrote this with a different mindset people took this with a different mindset yes okay so talking about frost and the poem itself i vividly remember the poem but my perception of the poem was different and uh, talking about the poem i vaguely remember the last two lines only and that is because um, i wrote those two lines on the cupboard of my hostel uh, uh, cupboard of my hostel and uh, the last two lines is i took the one less traveled by and that has made all the difference yes exactly and uh, yes i think those are the last two lines and basically the whole story behind we'll talk about it later but yes this is one of my favorite most lines of that poem and robert frost has been our childhood i can say because in lot of um, school curriculum we did read robert frost and we did uh, read shakespeare as well and um, I, i i don't read that much i you know you might find this surprising but i'm not that big of a reader i i'm very picky when i you know get to reading i i don't just pick any book or you know just experience that book or you know just experiment with any author i i i'm very picky and one of my best friends um she writes beautifully and her poems are just out of this world and i would always read them and there is also uh, another writer which i always read that is uh, she goes by the name arunima gupta uh, and she writes beautifully and i keep going back to her poems and meeka joshi's poems and those are the two uh, writers which i read regularly and this robert frost poem which you told road not taken that poem as well i sometimes uh, you know read so yes go on tell me about the other writers and authors yeah, you are inspired by hey, go ahead that i i was coming to my favorite work uh, by robert frost that's uh, stopping by the woods on a snowy evening okay uh, this has this was the first poem i read of frost and it has stuck with me since then uh, so a little something about myself i have a pretty weird memory Uh, like not only is my memory like weaker than that of a goldfish uh, <laughs> but i do remember few things from points of time in my life and this poem is especially one of them uh, the last okay. four lines the woods are lovely dark and deep but i have promises to keep and miles to go before i sleep and miles to go before i sleep before i sleep that oh my always be uh, stuck with me uh, i read this poem first i think when i was in the fourth grade and i 
probably tried writing something after i read this uh right but yeah this is something this this poem is something that has that has pushed me through times when there were no one else there were no one else with whom i i would talk to this has uh, this has pushed me through i'd say and my perception of this poem uh, has always been too unique and a little too dark from other people's perspective on this poem so yep that okay. is there okay talking about uh you know in a stage of life where you know you don't have anyone and you don't have anyone to share or talk to you know where you just keep everything to yourself i relate to you uh, 100% and i totally get it and that is where i think writing comes into play you know when we don't have you know anything anybody to you know freely talk to or you know where we are hesitant to share something which we are experiencing ourselves that is where you know we went out to our diaries or notebooks or whatever you know place we write be it digital forms or be it your journal or anything that is where all our secrets come out or you know in some way or the other you know you went out in art so that is where you know one of my friends uh, told me uh, when i you know there was a stage where i stopped writing because i i i uh, i was writing really dark stuff because i was feeling really you know uh different that time and uh, different in the sense i was just not myself and uh, she told me that don't let your pain get to you make that pain into art you know convert that pain into art don't stop writing and that is that is where i realized that yes i do have a lot to speak i do have a lot to share and uh, it's not people i just keep writing and i'll not stop writing just because i'm not feeling myself and i don't find my work up to the mark or i find it really dark or you know upsetting i should just keep you know writing if at all i find it you know um uh, dark or upsetting or anything my friend always taught me that if at all you just want to vent out and you don't want to tell it to anybody just write it in a journal and down or just you know scrap it and just just throw it wherever you want or just keep it in a way that you don't ever see it again so i think that advice helped me continue writing otherwise i would have stopped it long way back and uh, for aditya is today in his college career or writing writing phase he would not have come this far if not for her so yes so i think yeah, that is why i, I am thankful to your also. friend i'm thankful to your friend that she motivated you through that time and made you realize that writing dark stuff doesn't mean you stop writing it just means that you continue living hi i, I exactly. really like that and i'd like to start with saying uh, a quote by robert frost i am someone who quotes people uh, quite often because i myself forget what i wanted to say but there is always someone else who has always said it before you so, <laughs> yes at so least frost once said never be bullied into silence never allow yourself to be made a victim except no one's definition of your life define yourself okay wow that's that's about it that's about it uh, few hours to explain everything yes this this speaks volumes this 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 whole quote spoke volumes and i think i am just going to um after we done recording this i am going back to robert frost and i'm going to binge read all his stuff and i'm going to relive my childhood i am going to re read those poems and and the quotes and just enjoy his writing again which i used to do so there are some poets which i hope you start bending you know, the walls again and this is a reference you'll understand once you start binging robert yes i i hope so i i do understand this reference and i hope i i, I keep uh, st- i start reading basically and talking about hope hope is one word which i hold on to for everything in my life be it writing or be it my career or just be my uh, personal life um hope is 
something you can say that was my lifesaver at some point of time and uh, whenever i write something i i would always write hope as the title for the time being and then i write whatever is in my mind be it a love uh, you know be it a poem about love or anything that word has stuck with me through the darkest of times and through the happiest of times so i i have a keychain that says hope i it's keep writing hope wherever i can and that is something which i keep along with me as motivation to keep writing keep walking and not to you know set back set myself back just because of a couple of failures or not defeat you know feel defeated because of a failure or something hope the word itself has taught me that you know there is hope in everything there i i can i can fall but i can always you know stand up again and go about it again and i can do it again life is not that short and i think that word has helped me through a lot and i want to ask you about the same if there is any concept or a word or just a line which you know you keep going back to again and again and again every day or you know just whenever you're feeling low or anything often there are like a few lines i'd say uh first one is something that i've been saying since i was a little child since i remember that is uh ye jeevan hai so whenever you might have heard me say ye jeevan hai quite often and that, yes, that is some, something i say for both good and bad things people often consider that as bad thing uh, bad in air quotations but <laughs> it's for me it's like the stable single thread of life right exactly. there are things that are good there are things that are bad but at the end of the day both is what consists of life mm-hmm. and whenever i say ye jeevan hai it is like a literal reference to the song called ye jeevan hai uh, sung by kishore kumar i had suggest you listen to it once so you i i might have uh, listened to that song because my my parents are uh, a very big you know uh, retro music people and they love kishore kumar and all of that music but yes i'm going to go back i'm going to listen to this song and i'm going to um, read robert frost again tonight and all thanks to udl i am going to go back to my childhood memories and revisit those things which i may or may not have you know wanted to forget but i think that is what makes it beautiful you know revisiting your past and just ret- retrospecting of what you've become out of it you know how you've come out of whatever you were going through it going back again and you know just ret- uh, thinking about it makes it beautiful you know like you think that okay i was there and i'm here today and i'm 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 grateful for where i am today and if i weren't there i wouldn't be here and you know that makes you grateful feel grateful for your life because given this covid situation i've seen quite a lot of deaths around me and i'm not somebody who takes deaths very easily after i lost my grandfather whenever i see a death i i get quite disturbed i i go back to you know thinking about my grandfather and and that brings a lot of sad memories a lot of incomplete questions and a lot of things where i just want answers for and that is where what i do is i a very close friend of mine you know gave me this technique or you know taught me this technique where he asked me to just ask questions to my grandfather and just close my eyes and i i think that what would my grandfather tell and i let my mind wander its own course and whatever answer i get i write it into art form and i think that is where art comes into play that is where writing comes into play for me where if i'm feeling something and i don't have any answer for it i let my creative side seek an answer and derive that answer and that is how i use writing as a tool sometimes you know i lost my grandfather in a very tragic way uh in a very sudden way 
nobody was expecting it and i had a lot of things to ask him a lot of things to talk with him i had very little time so since i have those question marks in my life and those question marks in myself i i just write privately in in notes i i just write things and i try seeking answers and sometimes i get those answers instantly i just let life take its own course so that is what my question next to you is do you use writing as a form of seeking questions for what you don't have answers to let's say for example you know i think heartbreak is something which everybody goes through uh yeah and yes so there are various you know uh, uh, in science if i'm not wrong they call it catalyst mm-hmm. so catalyst yeah. is something where which drives that thing right uh, so what is that catalyst or that you know thing in your life which makes you go back to write i'd again respond to this question by a quote uh, again a quote by robert frost to be robert a poet frost. is not a profession it is a condition yes i would totally agree and okay i am quite appalled by whatever he has said and it's like i'm feeling deja vu listening to robert frost again and again and again because my english teacher was very fond of robert frost and if it wasn't in our curriculum she would she, she would just bring a book or two and read us a poem from robert frost or whatever poet she thought was proper for us in that age she would just recite it to us she would explain it to us and i think that is where i'm grateful to my teachers where you know uh, yes we were completely marks driven when it came to 10th and 12th but that didn't stop them as teachers from uh, you know sharing artwork or just you know giving us something which we which we would experience out of school you know talk about reciting a poem or just listening to a poem in a crowd of 60 to 100 people together we you know that that happens now in open mics but i think if you think about it open mics used to you know happen way before we thought and our teachers were an example of the same and talking about open mics do you perform in open mics yes uh, i've been performing in virtual open mics till now uh, i've not got an opportunity okay. of going to a live stage and performing because of mm-hmm. one primary reason i live in a tier 2 city and there aren't any open mics that happen here so okay. that is one of the reason and talking also, about uh, your teacher i might teacher... interrupt you here yes, i might interrupt you here uh, yeah. sorry um, uh, a tier 2 city but you could always travel you know if at all you find a chance and uh, that coincides with an open mic or two and you can perform because i think i think i would be I've, very interested I've, I've in seeing you i searched those waves uh, but i've never actually gotten even a close opportunity to visit an open mic till date because i live in raipur chatisgarh uh, for those who don't okay. know it's uh, and then nearest city where the open mics happen like even i'd say decent amount of open mics that's not in my state i'll have to travel about 12 hours at least to go and it could be okay. pune uh, it could be bhubneshwar i i'll have to travel states uh visit okay. the open mic and then come back and to the yeah, places i here again Sorry. i i have yeah. uh, i interrupt you here again i have a couple of friends who are a part of poetry you know poetry circle and they are from raipur and uh, they are very actively you know hosting open mics here and there or they just meet and you know discuss poetry or art form and i'll share you the yeah. details i'd love to connect done. with them i'd love and to connect you can connect with them definitely uh, also one more thing about your teacher who used to talk about art and poems when uh, even during your 10th and 12th yes there is uh, this movie called dead poet society and from there is okay. this quote 
where uh, he says uh, medicine law business engineering these are noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life but poetry mm-hmm. beauty romance love these are what we stay alive for yes okay i think i might have seen this famous quote um uh on platforms and i think that movie dead poet society um i've i've downloaded that film in my laptop but i've never gotten a chance to you know watch that film and uh, i think i would watch that film um this weekend or something and i would really love that's yes. like one of my favorite films ever Yeah. Um, I actually first watched that film. I have a funny story behind it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I first watched that film because a friend of mine, uh, who is also a fellow poet, said that I resembled a lot in terms of personality, same as John Keating. John Keating is one of the characters uh, in the movie Dead Poet Society, and that somewhere like struck me. Like uh, I had not seen the movie up uh, till then. I had not heard about that movie. but yeah i was like okay let's watch it and uh, for a couple years i think i thought i had the thought of watching the movie but i never did but mm-hmm. uh, once i watched the movie i i saw myself in keating john keating and i i found it weirdly amusing and beautiful and that's something i keep close to myself that movie it's i could say it's a part of myself at this point yeah it's pretty Talking good about... i'd recommend everyone to watch it at least once and i would surely watch it and talking about favorite films i think the concept of hope or you know the hope word itself where i picked it off from was shawshank redemption mm-hmm. and that movie has been it's one of the classic. most yes classic and i don't know the stage where uh, the stage of uh my life where i was in life and when i watched that film i was in a pretty pretty you know bad state i was not doing well mentally as well and that is when i watched that film and you know both the actors kept giving us pointers after pointers after pointers about life and shawshank redemption has been one of my greatest 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 inspirations for me to write for me to live my life and everything i think everything what i stand for revolves around all the things which that movie has you know talked about hope uh, about love. yes i i'd agree um, it it has been a pretty beautiful movie uh, what we do beautifully not yeah. only beautifully written but amazingly acted movie you rarely f- see movies uh, these days uh, where you feel like you are a part of the story but you are just a ghost like people can't see you but you can see them you can feel them literally and shoshank redemption is one of those movies uh and yeah talking about hope uh, when you first said that you always kept hope with yourself it reminded me of uh, mckenzie uh, from agents of shield so agents of shield is uh, a part of marvel cinematic universe yes it's a series of 7 uh, seasons and i i don't want to ruin the story to anyone who is yet to watch it or who wants to watch it i'd say that that is something i recommend a lot uh, watching that only and only if you are binge watching it if you are taking breaks between the series uh, i'd say that it's not as as much fun in that mm-hmm. mckenzie he he has a daughter named hope and he actually loses her, his daughter this is not a spoiler this is something that you would know if you are a marvel fan is all i'm saying yeah he loses his daughter hope uh when she was a young child but he ha- he has a small uh, chit with himself in which uh, her name was written and her date of birth and every year during uh, her birthday he just 
sees that and he feels as if hope is with him always both literally and figuratively that's something it, it reminded me of okay wow i will add this series in my watch list and i don't know talking with you is just adding my watch list and my to do list and i think i think of this as a very positive thing where you know where you're talking to somebody and you're just inspired to do more from what you're doing and and there's lockdown here right now and i think i'll utilize time to do all this binge watching and reading stuff i'll try getting back to reading and you know just just enjoying the whole experience of reading and everything and uh, uh so yes that would be something really good yes and also um, talking about writing and you know everybody writes everybody is a different kind of a writer right yeah. and uh, everybody writes in a very different mindset or let's say uh, a very different everybody sits to write in a very different uh, motive with a different motive uh, somebody just writes as a hobby some somebody writes as about it and somebody just wants to write every day so that they don't lose the whole you know art of writing and get into a writer's block okay so uh, talking about this what would be the reason that you would say which is the major uh, what do you say uh, major force behind you that keeps you um, writing and keeps you sharing whatever you know you want to share with people and what are other things that you do apart from writing poetry say let's say podcasting and i know that you do that hmm, yes uh, okay i had started with saying that uh, you can't ever quote enough of robert frost and for the part of poetry i'd say i feel i resonate a lot with this a poem begins as a lump in the throat a sense of wrong a homesickness and love sickness this is somewhat relatable to me uh, where i begin uh, writing poems so fun fact i never sit down and write for more than 5 minutes because i physically can't that is one thing so all the poems that i've ever written they are they are written under 5 minutes except for a few exceptions here and there uh, okay i, I hmm, yes go on do i sometimes might come back to those poems and edit it on a later date but yeah mainly just they are just 5 minute muses that i write um talking about 5 minutes and you know 10 minutes i think 99% of all of my work even i have written them under 5 minutes or just 10 minutes you know uh, the weirdest thing about me is um whenever i felt like writing i felt like writing in weirdest of times possible you know talk about sitting in an economics lecture and suddenly i feel that zing in me that you know okay i want to write about this and i want to write right now so i would uh, when i was sitting in lectures i would just you know hide my phone under you know the table and i would keep on writing or I'd just ask an excuse from my professor and get out of the class finish writing and come back and there have been days where i'm sleeping and in the middle of the night i wake up uh i feel i have that feeling in me you know i might have seen something in the dreams and i might have to you know i might have wanted to um, record whatever i've seen or just write about it or write something or the other uh, that feelings come that that those feelings come into me automatically and that drives me uh, to write and i never write when i don't feel like writing i don't write just for the sake of writing so there are a few projects which i've been working on uh, let's say a short film and a novel and a book as well so i've been That's writing for yeah. quite a lot of years and i've never ever ever forced myself to write just because for the sake of writing or you know ki khatam karna hai i just want to complete and get done with it i never see writing as that task so yes even a lot of my finest works are under 5 minutes and talking about these uh, exercises or you know these things of writing under 5 minutes or anything what do you do when you are experiencing writer's block i what is your you know routine the word, 
uh, the way to kill something is to do just join the forces with them if you say that i can't write i'll write if you say that i can't sleep then i'll sleep i know this sounds pretty stupid but it has personally worked for me okay so yeah that's it and uh, going back to the previous question i about the things i do other than writing there are a few things i have as of now one is a podcast i host uh, it's titled probably philosophy it has been a sh- hot minute since i've posted an episode but i'm working on it and an episode will be out soon uh mm-hmm. that is it other than that uh, i also had a instagram live show called between the lines it's mm-hmm. about poem it's about poets i call upon poets i interview them i talk to them and we discuss one of their poetries poems that they wrote okay, okay. so so you have a podcast uh, that is about philosophy and mm, you yes. talk about philosophy on it and you just talk about life i think and you... I, I, the reason i tried titled it probably philosophy is because philosophy is everywhere right and yes. there are things that it's like yin and yang uh, there is stuff and there is philosophy in that stuff and there is some stuff in that philosophy again so it's mm-hmm. it's just a continuous cycle that goes on and i might wander off starting from philosophy or ending at philosophy but more or less it's probably philosophy that's one of the reasons i titled it that that is very beautifully put and um, talking about philosophy talking about life talking about everything what do you see you know being writers and given the current situation of you know covid where everybody is struggling in some way or the other you know some people have lost their kins and family members their loved ones their friends and everything you know that pushes them into a state of thinking where they're not themselves they are struggling mentally as well financially as well people are losing jobs in this as a writer i feel this kind of responsibility where you know in a country like india people are not aware about mental health abhi tak yes and i feel that responsibility within me to you to address that thing about mental health just not because that you know ki mujhe kisi ko awareness deni hai it comes out naturally from inside me that you know people should know this uh, this is not something which is a disease or anything like people you know people stigmatize it is just like a normal disease uh, but not a kind of disease where you know people stigmatize and people just make fun of people who are you know going through things and people you know leaving those mental health issues you know un unattended and somewhere or the other when we do that we are losing people to suicides and to a lot of other things as well so um talking from a mental health point of view do you you know are you vocal about mental health on your podcast or your work or you know uh do you include those things when you are doing something let's say podcasting or your live show on instagram which you used to host so right so in my podcast not so much yet uh, because i have posted very few episodes of it as of now but in my poems yes sometimes and uh, during my live shows yeah i've spoken a lot about mental health and its importance mental health to say the least is as important as physical health if physical health yes because just like two things that constitutes everything uh, for a human being it's the both the mental well-being and the physical well-being lack of any of those can make you insane literally uh, and yes uh, mental health is still a, a stigma in lot lot of places and especially in a country like india there are people who still don't understand mental health and that is the reason they try and stray away from it 
so the best way to explain stuff to people is in the language they understand there are people who understand uh, who know that there there can be physical illnesses but they don't understand where or why or what is a mental illness and for them you need to put words in the form they understand that is something uh, i've learned with time i've learned while trying to push people to get into therapy because therapy is something that everyone needs uh, it's not and people often have this misconception that therapy is only for people going through depression depression in air quotations right now it actually isn't it's therapy is for everybody therapy is for letting out the things you've kept inside of you a lot of people say that writing is therapy for them yes that that's part true but therapy in real life is a little more than just that it helps you to be sane sane again in air quotations because the definitions for that is highly subjective again right and talking about mental health and depression anxiety and all of that um if you look back at history a lot of popular authors and writers they've uh, they've suffered mental illnesses and um the likes of mark twain uh, stephen king uh, scott fitzgerald sylvia plath these are um let's say some of the popular mentions of um huge authors uh, suffering from mental health and i read somewhere that one of the authors uh you know was going through mental illnesses and writing was one way he used to went out and that is how his work got too popular and whatever he went out went on to become masterpieces for the world and somewhere or the other i relate with what he has to tell because i've been you know um i i've suffered my share of mental you know illness i've i've had depression and anxiety and i've seen quite a lot of dark and somewhere or the other i think that you know whatever fueled my rage or let's say my uh, urge to write was depression or my mental health because at i was never vocal about what i was going through i always kept it inside and writing was a tool which i used to vent things out and that is how i think one of my finest works have come out because of you know depression or whatever i think mental illness was the fuel to my creative side some way or the other for the major majority part of it i've 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 been you know taking therapy for 2 3 years when i was i don't take it anymore i am um, free of mental illnesses but yes there are aftermath and uh, there are you know uh, episodes here and there again but uh, yes so i personally think that you know mental health or you know my mental illness like depression or anxiety that drove me to write more and more and more and more and uh, yes i'm quite a, i'm quite happy that you know it happened because one way or the other i get to learn something out of it i learn something out of it that you know that things happen in life and we have no control over it and it is all about and how we get out of those and uh, yes and what is your standpoint uh, point of view when you know you hear about authors writing only when they are depressed and quitting after they are not uh see i i feel that everyone has a reason of their own to write and none of those reasons are wrong if someone feels like writing only when they are low that's absolutely fine if someone feels like writing only when they are happy that's absolutely fine and if someone feels like writing when they feel nothing that is still absolutely fine writing is not something that is bound to how you are feeling or what you are feeling that's something different 
I am going to quote uh, Roald Dahlier. He is my favorite writer, if I've not mentioned it already. He says that a person is a fool to become a writer. His only compensation is absolute freedom. He has no master except his own soul. And that, I'm sure, is why he does it. And uh, this more or less explains it pretty well. Yes, pretty much. Yes. Okay. And to wrap it up, I would like to request uh, DL Dark Lord to recite one of your works if you want or just a few lines which you want to you know end this episode with that's that's a pretty interesting question I I'll have to actually search for my notebook to see which one should I uh, which line should I say here because take your uh, time yeah, cool. Yes. Uh, take your time. And until then, I would request all the listeners to uh, just go to uh, Spotify and, uh, you know, subscribe to uh, Dark Lord's uh, podcast that is probably Philosophy. And uh, he has about three episodes. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure they are amazing. Just go listen to his work subscribe to him on all channels or on all platforms his podcast is available at and i will link his social media in the bio of this podcast episode so yes and also don't forget to share this episode to listen to this episode until the end because Dark Lord is going to recite one of his best works or his favorite works. And yes, follow me as well. That is Ghost Storyteller on all listening platforms. Okay, uh, so this poem, I don't have title. I just picked it from my rough notes. And I often don't title the poems in my rough notes. Titles are something that come at the last for me. So yeah, this is how it goes. The withered watchers have been grueling with ache. It isn't about things that are always fake. Shattered strains. The lilac cardiac has something to say. But the mellow chap chatterers won't let it leak. Murmurs never speak. What is it this time that doesn't meet? Is the quintessence feeling the scathe? Or is the trapped rot looking to escape? Sky is closed. Is it... Neither, perhaps either. The heeder hears it all, never speaks, even at fall. Why, you may ask. He'll only listen. That's his task. Pricking prunes. Just breathe, it hears. Ah, so the end is not near. Huff and puff, the silence is still. They crack like an abandoned mill. Ruins and charms. I say to myself, just breathe, dear. The end is never near. And that's how the poem ends. So I'll talk a little about this. The poem I originally wrote for a friend who was going through a not so good time. And they were pretty down. This was just an attempt at giving them some hope. So yeah, I hope uh, you like this. I hope everyone who is listening to this like this. And yeah, I'll always be open to listening to comments, criticisms, constructive criticisms. Yeah. I'm awestruck about what you wrote. And uh, I think when it comes to criticism, there is no proper way you can criticize somebody's artwork because what I think is that I can't see the world as you see it and you can't see the world as I see it and you are not wrong from what you see and what you perceive out of it and what you write because of it and that is what I think is the whole beauty of art when it comes to painting or writing or whatever there is no such correct or wrong way to it so yes, yes it was um pleasure having you on the podcast and 
I'm honored that you are on the first episode of my whole talk show kind of a thing. And I hope I get to host you again in the future and you find time again to come back to this podcast. And I would really love to have you back. And yes, thank you, DL. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Bapna, for having me first. I'd say I'm really, really grateful to be here. I'd love to come back again. Uh, and it was really, really fun time talking to you about poetry. Uh, it, it always feels like we can talk on and on about stuff. But uh, things are meant to end at some point. This is also a life lesson to everyone who is listening. Everything ends. So don't worry about it. Be it good or be it bad. Because this is life. Yes, this is life. And... इसी के साथ हम विदा लेते हैं आप सभी से डीएल थैंक यू आप आए इस एपिसोड पे बार बार थैंक यू बोलूंगा एंड दैट इज ऑल फ्रॉम मी द गो स्टोरी टेलर ए के ए आदित्य बाफना एंड वी मीट अगेन विद अनदर एपिसोड टॉकिंग अबाउट अनदर 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 गुड थिंग वी मे हैव थैंक यू सो मच फॉर एवरीबडी फॉर ट्यूनिंग इन एंड लिसनिंग टू दिस पॉडकास्ट Don't forget to like, share and follow the podcast on all listening platforms. Thank you.